Well, God, um, man, I thank you um, for being a God who knows um, every um, single person um, that's in the space of struggling with mental health and mental illness. God, that um, you're in the midst of the war and the battle. Um, God, that you care for them. And Lord, so I just pray this morning um, that you would give them strength. Um, God, that you would give them endurance in the fight. God, that you would give them hope. Um, Lord, that you would be near. God, I ask that you would um, send um, just people, um, a community um, to support them, to love them, to uphold them. Um, God, that you would remove um, just all judgment. Um, God, that the things that they hear, the things that come their way, God, that um, they would only, um, that you would just guard their ears and that you would guard their minds um, to only hear what is true and that they Um, you would just speak identity, that you would speak it um, with power and with authority into their life, um, God, and that you would give them the ability to believe, um, God, that you would give them the ability and just the depths of their heart to believe that it's true, um, to believe that it's true, that you care and you're present, um, Lord, that they would just take one step forward and one step forward and one step forward um, and know that you are the God who brings um, things from darkness to light, from captivity to freedom. And so, um, God, may we just hear victory stories. May we hear stories of recovery and healing. Um, But, God, may we also just hear stories of the fight, Um, God, where people are fighting um, for health, that they're fighting for um, just healing in those places. Um, God, and that we would fight with them. God, give us um, the prayers, give us the words of encouragement um, and the things to say and the wisdom to know when to just sit and be. Um, God, when to just sit and be and be present um, with them in the midst of their sadness and in the midst of the darkness. God, that we would trust your process and we would trust um, your hand in their life. Um, But God, I thank you that you are faithful and you are good always um, in all of those spaces in all of those places that you're good. Um, Yeah, and I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so now um, we're going to take a hard transition um, into one of my favorite slash least favorite Sundays of the year because, like, this is the last Sunday of this semester that we have with you guys um, before you take finals and you go into summer, right? Um, and summer is just a point of transition. Um, even if you're staying in Nacogdoches, Nacogdoches changes. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know that or not, um, but if you're staying here, it's totally different in the summer than it is um, in the fall semester in the spring semester, you can literally just look at North Street because everybody makes jokes about it, but it's different. Um, And so it's a a transition. Some of you are going to be going back home um, where some of you are super excited about going back home and you're like, yes, like I get to go be with my family again. And some of you are going back home going, man, I really don't want to do that. Like I would really like to go anywhere else on the face of the planet, but that one place called home. Um, And then some of you are like going on, going to camps and going to 
um, overseas or going to serve somewhere or going to a new job or a new like internship or whatever it may be, every single one of us um, is entering into this like transition phase, whether um, we want to or not, like no matter where we go, even if we stay in Nacogdoches, there's going to be change. And so with that, we've got to like, some of us, like our bodies are like, we hate change. It's like everything will resist anything possible as long as we don't have to encounter any change. And some of us are on like the other spectrum where it's like, I love change. It's like the absolute best. Like I'm ready for new. I'm ready for adventure. Um, but really in all of that, we have to know how to process, um, through change well and how to transition into different places, different environments. Um, and what does that look like? Um, what does that look like for us as we kind of like step into that space? And, um, the cool part is, um, Like, I just believe the Lord, like, gives um, foundation for transition, and he gives um, just instruction on what that's to look like um, when our environment changes and the people around us change. Because really, in a lot of transition, um, the people that we encounter don't really know us. Um, We're, like, kind of stepping into this, and you're like, wait, but if I go home, like, this is my family. Like, they know me, right? And, but really, like, when you're away um, and there's growth and maturity and things that change in your life, you're not the same person, like, walking into that house. Um, you're not the same um, individual when you left. Um, that the Lord has, like, done incredible things or has matured you or has pushed you or challenged you or you've encountered different things. Um, and so there's this new space of going, okay, Um, I have to like get to know this place again, whether it's a familiar place, whether it's a completely new place. Um, And with that, I think sometimes we just get wrapped up and get like really, really distracted in all of the change and all of the transition. And the first thing um, that goes with that most of the time is um, our relationship with the Lord. Like we kind of, it's like, okay, I've got to like figure out what my role is here. I got to figure out all these people. um, And I have to like establish a new routine. And so the first thing that kind of goes, right, is this discipline that we've created here in Nacogdoches or where we've like set up this environment, hopefully that makes like where we thrive and we thrive in this place. And so some, like for me, I knew every single summer, um, I would like cry out and be like, Lord, please. Like, I know that the temptation is going to be real to be passive in my relationship with you. Um, and I just believe like that is going to be, um, the biggest temptation, um, that you are going to face this summer. Um, and you're like, but really? And, but I'm like, no, really I've done, like, I've been a college student and done this thing for about seven years, and every break, whether it's Christmas break or um, summer break or even spring break, um, it's, like, this tension of, like, we just say, we shout, we're like, don't, like, don't give up on your relationship with the Lord, like, focus, 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 like, when you go home, and then everybody comes back, and they're like, man, I just, like, didn't even think about Jesus, and it's like, God! okay. Um, or the the same summer, it's like, man, I went home and I just did like the same mundane thing. And I kind of like forgot about the Lord. And 
um, can we just like as a collective group, um, as a community, just say like this, that's not going to like be this summer, um, that we're going to like grab hold of the fact that we are going to be like, we're not going to be passive and we're going to be aggressive and intentional in our relationship with the Lord in whatever capacity that looks like, um, that I'm going to like, that's going to be my first thing. That's going to be my first priority above trying to figure out this new environment, above trying to figure out these new people, trying to figure out how I belong here. Um, But what matters the most is this one thing, this precious thing, um, is my relationship with the Lord. And I'm going to, like, make that my priority. Um, And so we're just going to pause. And I want you to kind of just, like, take a moment with the Lord um, and just, like, have that conversation. Um, You know the environment that you're stepping into. You know the things that are going to be hard. Um, You know the things that um, are coming, the things that you're anxious about. And so will you just put those before the Lord and just say, hey, God, will you deal with these things? But will you also create in me a desire to pursue you? Um, Will you create in me a desire to love you relentlessly, that you would be my first priority above all else um, this summer? And if you're like going like, man, I'm going to be on the mission field all summer and like, I'm good. Like I'll be talking about Jesus this whole time um, that you would say, hey, would you even be my number one desire over missions? Like over serving you, would you be my first love? Um, that I would care about you more than what I'm doing um, and more than what I'm serving and how I'm serving these people, that you would be my first love. Because that's my, like, that's my thing is I'm like, oh, I'm going to be talking about Jesus a whole lot. Um, and I'm going to be serving him a whole lot. And then he asks the question, like, but, like, will you sit and let me love you as well? Like, will you sit, will you not just get caught up in being busy doing things for me, um, but will you sit and let me love you and be in relationship with you throughout the summer? So I'm going to give you guys, um, like, two minutes just to have that conversation with the Lord where you just make the decision now um, that you're not going to be passive, um, that you're going to, like, relentlessly pursue the Lord and allow him to love you um, in the midst of this summer. Well, Lord, um, God, that is just uh, the deepest desire of my heart that um, I would love you first. Um, God, that we would love you first, that you would be our first priority, um, that you would actually be the relationship that we care about the most. God, that you, um, above 
um, any other relationship, God, any other friendship, any other fun activity, um, God, that we would desire to be in deep communion with you, that we would abide well. Um, God, I ask just this morning as we jump into our lesson um, that we would be strengthened, that we would be encouraged, um, God, and that we would just believe it's possible, that we would believe that it's possible um, to not be apathetic this summer, that we would believe it's possible to not enter into the mundane of our home um, and just encounter you, um, that, God, we can encounter you um, in our old bedroom. We can encounter you in a totally new um, place and environment, God, that you would be real and tangible and evident, and that at the end of this summer, we would be able to come back and just testify of your goodness and your faithfulness and we, how we saw you work, how we saw you move, how you loved us immeasurably than we could ever think or imagine this summer, um, God, that you would bring transformation and growth, um, God, that we would be transformed this summer, that we would grow this summer, and that we um, would be just people that um, aren't, don't get distracted, that we would fix our eyes on you. I just pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Um, well, we're going to be in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And um, so as I was um, kind of just like asking the Lord, what um, do you have um, just for us as we transition? This was just the prayer that he put on my heart for you. And so I just began praying this over you guys. And um, then John asked me, he's like, hey, I would love for you to teach um, the going home message. And I was like, Okay, so I was like, all right, Lord, like, what are we going to go over? What are we going to teach through? Um, and it was just like, duh, like what I've been praying through scripture over you guys. Um, and my desire is for this to be encouraging to you, um, for this to be an anchor um, of where you can return to this summer. And um, so we're going to go ahead and read. I'm just going to read through the whole thing, and then we're going to um, just kind of break it down verse by verse. But it says, um, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, that um, Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within it, in us, to him be glory to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So um, I love that Paul um, just starts this prayer with a specific posture um, where he just says, I kneel before the Lord, that this wasn't um, just a casual prayer. Um, it wasn't something that he just casually did as he was walking by the grocery store, driving in his car, um, that he intentionally um, knelt before the Lord and focused um, and prayed. I just believe he prayed this prayer from the depths of his heart. Um, and I just want you to know this is what our team is going to be committed to praying um, 
over you and for you for the rest of the summer. Um, that it's not going to be something that we do passively. It's going to be something that um, we regularly go before the Lord and um, ask that this would be true in your life time and time again. And so, um, but with that, um, it says in verse 16 that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Um, so, you know, your inner being, some of us kind of go, what is that? Um, what is my inner being? And I like to describe it as like that place inside of you that no one else sees. Um, that place inside of you that kind of is hard to describe. Um, but it's also that place inside of you that you know when it's weak. It's like, you know, when it's like, I, if you say one like negative thing, I'm going to burst in tears. Or if I get one bad grade, like I'm done, I'm quitting school and moving home. Or, um, if you go, if you're like, man, I just can't like get out of this negativity, right? Or all of those things. And I, can tell you, like, I am well aware when Melina's inner being um, isn't doing so hot. And I think we are, too. Um, and if, I, if you just think, like, put yourself in that place that I would be strengthened in that place. Um, and you know those mo- I think some of us can, like, remember those times in our life where, like, that place, that inner being inside of us was strong and stable. And it's kind of like that come at me, bro attitude. It's like, whatever you got, life, like, I can take it. I'm not going to be shaken. Um, I can, like, whatever problem comes my way, it's going to be fine. It's like, Hannah's like, it's fine, but it's like actually fine, right? It's like, it's actually okay. Why? Because this inner part of us is strong. Like, it's like, I know, but where does that security come from um, in this passage? Like, that security doesn't come from because circumstances are okay. Like, that security doesn't come from the fact that everything around us is happening just normally and perfect and exactly how we want it to. That strength in this passage says that it comes from where? The power of the Holy Spirit, right? Something that we can't, like, create in ourselves, um, something that we can't just, like, muster up. And that's the cool part is, like, we have that Holy Spirit no matter what circumstances are around us. Like, and that we can be strengthened in that place no matter what. Like, we can be str- like that part of us doesn't have to just be weak. Like, we don't just have to stay in that place. Um, but we can be, like, strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit. And how does that happen? It's like the work of the believer is to what? Abide. Like, the work of the believer is to sit before the Lord and remind ourselves of what is true. It's to sit in that place and go, okay, are we going to position ourselves to be reminded and be strengthened? Because um, I think sometimes when we get into transition, we get wrapped up in all the change, and we get wrapped up in all the new routines, and we don't sit and pause and allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. Um, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to our souls in the place that needs to be ministered to. We just kind of like keep going on until we get to that breaking point of going, man, I can't do it anymore, like, to that point. But what if we just said, okay, I'm going to consistently allow your Holy Spirit to strengthen me. Like, I'm going to consistently sit before you um, in the moments that I'm a little weak and allow you to renew my strength. And in the moments where there's a little something that's off, like, I'm going to sit and allow you um, to move and minister. Instead of coming back at the end of the summer going, oh, man, I was terrible. 
Um, man, like I just let um, all of like some of you are going into places um, of family where they're just going to speak off like things about you that aren't true. Like I know like some I know some of you right now are sitting and going, I don't want to go back there because I know like these things are going to be spoken over me. And what if we sat with the Lord and we just said, like we have the authority to say to those things, they're not true and they have no power over me. Like and the fact that we can actually reject them and we can say no, like I'm not going to give those power over my life because this like I know that this is what God says to be true about me. Or you're going into this new new environment and you go, "Man, this is totally unfamiliar, but can I tell you like he knows that place?" Like, that place is so familiar to him. He doesn't just know the place. Like, he knows the people. And he knows those people deeply. I mean, he knows exactly how you're supposed to minister and what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to do it. And the only way we get insight into that is if we sit with the Holy Spirit and we allow him to renew our strength. Isn't that kind of cool that we get that ability, that we can go and sit before the Lord and say, hey, I need you to strengthen my inner being. One, because I'm weak and I need you. But two, like, can you give me eyes to see? Um, Can you give me eyes to see how to minister to my mom or how to minister to my sister or how to, like, talk to these people that are totally strangers um, and, like, speak profound things into their life that he gives us, like, the keys to the kingdom. It says that, like, he gives us access um, to that knowledge and that understanding. (coughs) And then it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I found this very interesting. So the word dwell in this verse means to settle down, to like get comfortable. And um, I was thinking and I go, man, what does it like look like for Christ to like get comfortable in my heart? Um, and I just thought of this like living room scene and I was like, you know, those, you can like picture like moments in your house where you have a friend that comes in, um, and you know that they're like a good friend cause they're like totally comfortable in your house. Like they're totally like, they don't ring the doorbell. They just walk in, go get a cup, um, of water and like sit down, put on like TV. Sometimes you're not even home and you're like, man, that person is comfortable and they know like what they're doing. And, um, I like know those college students that like feel comfortable in our house cause I come home and they're just like chilling. I'm like, Oh, Hey buddy. Um, and they're like, Hey, and, um, but like just that picture of going, like I asked, it made me like ask my, like myself that question, like, am I so familiar with Jesus that he's comfortable? Like that what I would walk in and not only is he comfortable, but am I comfortable with him being in the room? Like where he's settled down and not just like anxiously going, Ooh, like how is she going to respond? Sometimes I go, I just feel like Jesus is like chilling on the couch and it's like me. Am I like pacing around, like frantically cleaning or am I like walk in the room and you know, like when you have tension with somebody, you guys like, and you walk in the room and you're like, Oh gosh, they're here. What is this going to be like? Like what, how am I going to respond? What's the conversation going to be? And I just kind of go, okay, like, where's my position with Jesus? Like, is he, like, are we so comfortable with each other that I see him and I go, awesome. Like, I want to come sit down. Like, let's sit down and like, watch the cooking show together. I have like a funny story about that. 
um, where the Lord, I was like struggling with like loneliness. And I was like, Lord, why am I so alone? And he, and I was like, I just want to watch TV with somebody. And he was like, I'll watch the cooking show with you. And I was like, and so like we sat and we watched the cooking show together. Like, and I know you're like, that's really weird. Or like, but like, that's how real he is. Like, that's like how tangible and real and how relational he is, um, that he's in our midst, that he like dwells in our heart where he sits down and gets settled down with us. Um, and does all of these things, it says, um, in your hearts through faith. And the cool part is, like, our faith, like, isn't necessarily always dependent on us. Um, That it's a gift that the Lord gives us. Um, For us to, like, for all of that to even be possible. Um, That it's not through, it doesn't say through your strength or through your ability Um, where you go, okay, Lord, like through faith, like will you give me just even the gift of being able to to sit with you this summer and be in deep relationship with you where like we can just sit on the couch and like watch the cooking show. Like can that be a reality for me? Um, Can that be something that's true and evident in my life? And um, I think his desire, like his desire is yes. And the next question that I asked is like, okay, so if Jesus, if we're like comfortable together, that means like I have to be comfortable with like the things of God also. Like I have to be comfortable with his, um, with his promptings. I have to be comfortable with like his leading. And that's, and I think that's where it gets awkward, right? Is it's like, yeah, we can be buddies until you like prompt me to do something I don't want to do. Or until you like ask some to ask for me to give something that I don't want to give, and like my question is is like, I want like will we be willing, like will we be willing to say yes even when we don't want to, like will we be willing to give up something that we don't want to? Listen, right now John and I we decided we're gonna have healthy summer. I don't want to give up cinnamon rolls, but like that's something that the, I like genuinely believe the Lord is asking, like, will you give up, like, sleeping in to spend time with me? And, like, are you willing to give or are you willing to, like, say yes even when you want to? Because that's when it gets awkward is when, you know, like, when a friend who has authority and he's Jesus says, like, hey, like, you've said that you're going to follow me and, like, pick up your cross and, like, follow me in deep obedience. And you just sit there and go, "Mm -mm, nope, not doing that. Like, that's when we get up off the couch and it gets awkward. Like, that's when we say, like, okay. And then that's when we walk in the room and we go, ooh, that dude's here again that's trying to make me do the thing that I don't want to do. What if we just said yes? And then the fact that's cool is, like, he goes with you. Like, when you say yes, it's not just like, hey, I got to go do this solo mission. It's like, no. He goes, cool, let's go do it together. Like, let's go minister to your mom together. Like, let's go talk to your brother together. Like, let's go minister to this lady um, sitting in a shack, like, together. Or let's go into this new work environment where you have to address your boss together. Um, And the fact that he goes with you and you don't have to do it by yourself. Um, And in that process, he gives you, like, the authority and the power to do it. Um, And I just thought that was really sweet. Like, I just thought it was really sweet. And just the picture of like Jesus and his relationship with us, that he doesn't just like, he's not distant. It says that he dwells like in our hearts and he sits, like that means he like settles down and gets comfortable. Um, And so like, are we willing to be comfortable um, around him? (laughs) 
Um, I have like a, a lot to do, go through. It was funny. I like printed this off and realized that I had four pages and I was like, oh goodness. So we're going to, we'll make it through. I promise. I think so. Um, but the next part, it says, uh, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And um, the first part, it says that you would be rooted and grounded in love. What does, like, rooted and grounded look like? Like, it's planted. Do you just, like, casually move a tree? Has anybody, like, tried to move a tree? Okay, Nathan has. Is it easy? No, like I don't ever want to move a tree because like it just seems really hard. And I like, it's like we had a tree in our front yard one time and it got like totally knocked over and the stump just laid there for like five years because we didn't want to dig it out of the ground. And it's like, okay, if you're rooted and grounded and loved means that it's not easily moved. It's not easily um Like, you can't just, like, push it over. You can't just, like, it's something that is, like, deep within you. And the cool part, in Psalm um, 1, it says, like, when you're rooted and grounded in the Lord, that even, like, even when the drought comes, even when it gets hard, like, you don't cease to bear fruit. Um, In Jeremiah 17, it says, like, when you're, blessed is man who, like, trusts in the Lord. Like, because when the drought comes like um you don't wither and you don't fade away and like there's a reason for that because like you're grounded in the love of the lord and it's not by um what's happening around you it's about like what's underneath like it's being rooted and grounded um in the things of god and in his love that brings security and then it says and i think it's like these go so well together that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ that which passes knowledge. How can you like know something that surpasses knowledge? Like that doesn't make sense, right? It's like how can you how can you know something um, that passes knowledge? And this word know means to like know by experience it's not just something that you can intellectually like i could tell you all day long jesus loves you jesus loves you jesus loves you but like it totally changes when you experience it it totally changes when it doesn't just become words out of people's mouth but something you can tangibly like hold on to um I mean, experience, like when you experience something, um, it makes it more concrete. You know, like if you go through um, a class or whatever and you have a certain professor and by the end of like that class, right, you like have experienced the class. And if you have that professor again, you kind of have like some idea of what that class is going to be like. Or if you have like experience in a job, there's a reason why it matters. You know, like there's a reason why if you have like three years of experience, it's more than just like graduating from college. Why? Because like experience makes it concrete. Experience makes it a whole lot harder for it to be, for you to be convinced otherwise, 
right? Because you have like tangible evidence where you go, no, 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 no. Like I experienced, like I saw it, I felt it, I went through it. Like um, you can't like, it's so funny if you're like in a story and you experience somebody, something, and then someone comes and tells you, you go, that didn't happen. You'd be like, no, like it did. Like I was there. I saw it. Like I saw them do the thing. Like, and no matter what story they did, no matter what they told you, no matter what happened, like it would still be like you, you wouldn't be convinced otherwise, right? There's nothing else somebody could say that could convince you otherwise if you know it by experience. And um, so it's just like, okay, if we are um, to know God's love by experience, um, I hope that several of you in here can say like, yeah, I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, like, I can point back to moments in my life where God, like, showed up and loved me. And, like, showed up in a way um, that I couldn't, I can't even really explain it to you, but, like, I know it's true. And um, our desire, my prayer for you is that this summer, like, you would get even more depth of that. You would experience it even in a deeper way than you have before. Um, And if you're sitting in this room right now, and you're going, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm still questioning that. Um, like, I've only heard. Like, it's only something I've heard. Um, our deep, deep, like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, our prayer is the fact that, um, that this summer, like, would be the summer that you experience it. Um, and the cool part is, is, like, you get to experience, like, God's love for you, like, didn't just start, like, when you were born. The cool part is, like, it started in Genesis 1. Like, there are years and years and years of his love, like, written out for you. Um, and, I, like, I encourage you to read his word. And as I just believe, like, that's so many times, like, as I've read his word, like, I've experienced his love. And I've experienced his goodness for me um, and my brothers and sisters around me. And so it's real and it's tangible. And his story for you, like, started in Genesis 1. Like, it, and it's like... Man, like that's like the height and like, and there's more to that. Like there's more than just like from Genesis to Revelation, like that he loves us. Like there's even more depth to that. And I go, whoo, like I'm only at the iceberg. And like, he's been so, so like the tip of the iceberg up here. And there's like so much more. And so I would just like, if you are sitting here and go, yeah, I know God loves me. Like, yeah, I've like, I've gotten that in the whole Christian life. Like, but like, our, our prayer for you is that you're overwhelmed by it this summer. Like, it's not just like a, yeah, okay, I've checked that box. Like, I'm going to move on. Um, but that you would be overwhelmed by his love this summer and that it would be um, something that when you come back, because um, love propel, propels us. Like, love propels us to obedience. Love propels us um, to do more and to, like, sit longer and like you want to hang out with a person um that not only loves you deeply um but you love them deeply and so that's like um just a huge part of that and I love the next verse that comes in um it's super super sweet and I think all of these things are connected um it says that you would be filled with all the fullness of God whoa it's like all the fullness of God, like, that's a big deal. Like, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but, like, God's, like, a big deal. And I would be, that I have the, like, even the capacity, 
Like to think that I even have the capacity to like be filled by the full, full, like by the fullness of God. Like kind of mind blowing, right? And then to think like, okay, so if one, that's even a possibility, then we kind of go, okay, how do we like, how do we get there? How do we do that? And I think it starts with verse 14 where it goes, okay, if I'm like strengthened um, in my inner being, and if I am like grasping and rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, and I'm letting him dwell inside of me comfortably, and then not only that, but like I'm grasping like for more, that I'm grasping to know God more, that I'm grasping to know his love for me more, that in those places, we get filled by the fullness of God. Like we get filled with all of himself, and we're secure in that, we're confident in that, and then, like, the cool part is, like, everywhere we go from that, like, it just overflows. Like, it overflows into every conversation that we have, every person that we touch, every room that we enter. Um, Moses is so funny. I love it. It's like when he came off the mountain, he, like, literally glowed um, because of, like, that, like, the fullness of God, like, filled him, and the fact that, like, we even, we can even do that, um, that we can even be filled with the fullness of God is like mind blowing. Like I just, I can't, I feel like Francis Chan right now. Cause I'm like, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, like the fact that that is even like possible, not only that it's possible, but like that God wants to do it. Like in my life, in me and who I am, he wants and desires to like fill me with the fullness of God. And the question is like, do I want it to like, do I want it to? Because, like, sometimes that means, like, things are going to radically have to change in our life. Or um, the fact that, like, we're going to have to actually be obedient in something that he's asked for for, like, an entire semester. Um, and it's like, whoo, okay, God, like, is my, like, is that something that I'm even praying over myself? Like, do we have the boldness to, like, ask the Lord for that? That he would fill us with the fullness of himself? And then it says in the next part, it says he's able to do far more than you could ever think or imagine. And I'm like, well, duh. Like if I'm filled with the fullness of God, like you're going to be able to do more than you could ever think or imagine. But my next question is, I feel, I feel like I can guarantee in this room, we have already put limitations and expectations on what's going to happen this summer. Like, we've already put our human limitations and expectations, even if they're, like, big. Like, even if you're, like, yeah, like, I don't know, five people are probably going to get saved on my mission trip. Like, even that, like, yeah, it's a big deal, and it's super cool, and I don't want to play that down. But, like, it says more than you could ever think or imagine. Like, so it's more than anything, any idea that you can come up in your head, anything that you could possibly think of. It does, like, it's not on your radar. And, like, can we just remove those limitations and expectations? Like, can we just say, hey, God, like, I've already created this expectation. And would you remove that and, like, put a desire in me for more? Like, can my prayer change from, hey, God, could you just do this one thing? into like, can you do more than I could ever think or imagine? Like, can you do that thing that you promised right here as I am filled um, with your Holy Spirit and strengthened and filled with the fullness of God? Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can do immeasurably more. And the fact that you do it and then get to see, like, the testimony of that. 
like sometimes I think our minds like aren't blown by the Lord because like we keep our human limitations um, to a God that is like blows those things out of the water. Um, and we limit him to just this, like what we expect and what we think was, could happen. Even if it's like, yeah, I think it's going to like, I think the Lord can like do some cool things in my home. But like, what if he flipped your home upside down? And like, is it possible for like every single person in your family to come to know Jesus? Like, do you believe that? Or are you kind of going, and I think sometimes I say that and you go, Aah. but like his word says, like he can do immeasurably more than you could ever think or ask. So what does that mean? And like, are, like, are we ready for that? Like, are we willing to like set our human expectations aside and let a supernatural God come and transform places? Because, like, I believe, like, sometimes, like, that's why we're going where we're going. It's so that you can bring the kingdom in that place, so that you can bring peace into that place, so that you can be the one that sets captives free. Like, that's why you're going. It's not just so you can, like, casually and passively be there to just kind of experience God. It's like you're going there so you can experience God in a way that you could never imagine. And like, what it, and I go, man, Lord, if I just thought that, like every day, like how would my every day change? And I go, first of all, I go, man, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But it's like, can you like make my heart believe? Like, can you get me to that place? Can you put faith inside of me? Do I just say yes to the imaginally more and measurably more? Um, and so, like, those are the stories that I want to hear is, like, hey, when I came back, like, I believed God could do immeasurably more. And, like, this is what happened. Like, this is what the Lord did. And then it concludes um, with just a really very Paul-like way, but I love it. It says, for his glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations— and the cool part is, is just because your location may be changing, our job hasn't. Our job um, of bringing the kingdom here, our job of um, being ministers of reconciliation, our job of being filled with the fullness of God, like doesn't change matter, no matter where we go, no matter what we look like. And we've got to realize um, that there's no mundane thing in the kingdom. Like, there's no mundane job. There's no mundane place. Um, and then there's no place that has, like, greater or less value. Um, I know a girl right now where her summer is getting, like, blown up in treads. Like, she had this great plan. The Lord has, like, been there in this place. And guess what? They, she doesn't know if it's going to happen. Like, she's going to find out in, like, two weeks if, like, that's actually going to be what happens. Um, but for her to be able to hold on to the truth of like, no matter if she stays in Nacogdoches or she goes halfway around the world, like that no place is greater or less like the kingdom, like there's work to be done. And like for her to hold on to that and go, okay, like wherever I am, like my job stays the same. Wherever I go, like, my job is the same. And so that means, like, even into that new place, even back into your old home, even into, like, that mission trip, like, your job of, like, bringing the kingdom and um, being ministers of reconciliation stays the same. And that's cool because that's, like, for the rest of our life. Like, once we figure that out, like, no matter what job we do, no matter where we go, like, it's like, okay, like, I know what the Lord has asked me to do in this place Um, and that there, like the cool part is like Jesus, like 
there was nothing special about where he went or what he did. Like there was absolutely no special, nothing special about that place at all. The only thing that was special was um, that when he went, he brought the kingdom. When he went, he set the captives free. When he went, he brought healing. When he went, he brought peace. And that is like what radically changed the world um, and radically changed what was happening in those places. It had nothing to do with the significance of the place. And so um, when we go, um, that's our job. Like when we go, our job is just sit and allow the Lord to fill us um, with his Holy Spirit that we would be strengthened Um, that we would allow Christ to just dwell in our hearts and that we um, would just say, okay, I'm going to be rooted and grounded in his love and allow you to fill me with the fullness of yourself. And then I'm going to allow you to like do immeasurably more than I could ever think or imagine. And I'll do all of these things for your glory and do all of these things so that your name would be known. And so as you go, bring the kingdom. As you go, make Jesus known. And so I'm going to pray this over you, um, and then we're going to we're going to have a sweet time of being able to thank our life group leaders um, for this year and all that they've done. And so, um, but thank you guys. And I just want you to know, like, we're serious about praying um, this over you guys. And I just um, hope and pray um, that this wouldn't just be like another message that you would carry this and you would hold on to it. Um, and when you need to remind yourself of it, that you would return um, to Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Um, that would be some an anchoring passage for you this summer. Um, that it would be something that you would use to encourage yourself with. Um, but we're going to pray. God, uh, I thank you for just um, today, the opportunity um, to just come and speak things that you um, have spoken us over us, um, God, things that you desire for us in your heart, um, God. And so I just ask that you would push us um, to have more faith in you, God, that you would put, push us to believe more, um, God, that you would push us um, to desire the immeasurably more, God, that we would remove our limitations, that we would remove um, our expectations. God, that you would fill us um, by the power of your Holy Spirit and our inner beings, that we would be strengthened by you. Um, God, that we would um, allow you to dwell um, just in our hearts, God, that we would be grounded and rooted in love. Um, God, and that we would desire to experience your love in a greater way. Um, God, that we would believe that we could know you and be loved by you deeper. Um, God, that we would um, open our hands and allow you to do immeasurably more, that we would allow you to fill us with your fullness. Um, God, and that every um, selfish act, every selfish motive, every selfish desire, um, God, may you just remove that and may it just be for all of your glory. Um, for all of um, your kingdom, that it would be your name that we had desired to be known and not our own. Um, God, but I just ask that you would um, encourage each and every person in this room and the place that they're stepping into um, and the people that you're going to be around. They're going to be around um, 
God, that you would show them, um, God, that you would show them um, how to bring peace, God, that you would show them and give them wisdom and words to say um, that transformation would occur and um, that when we return next fall, that there would be a floodgate of testimony of your goodness. God, may we remain faithful this summer. Uh, May we pursue you um, and desire you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, while we're like still kind of talking about this summer, uh, some of y'all may have heard this last night. I just want to encourage y'all if, um, when hearing what Melinda's talking about, um, whether you are in your spirit thinking like, yes, I want to do this. Yes. I'm going to go home into, um, my, this different environment that I'm going into and I'm going to bring the kingdom there. Or if you hear that and you're like, "Eh, that kind of scares me. Um, I just want to ask y'all, I'm not going to encourage you, I'm going to ask you um, to please go out in the lobby, fill out, um, we have this board that says summer really big on it, sitting on one of the tables. Um, We just want to be able to pray for you this summer, and um, if this kind of stirred up some prayers that you need, whether you already wrote on the board or not, I just want to ask y'all to please go fill that out, because we will be praying for you, um, like, actively. It's not just going to go sit up on a wall somewhere. Um... So please go do that. Uh, But I'm going to invite our life group adult leaders up here to come right here. So that's y'all adult leaders up here. Um, So we just want to thank them for everything that they did for us this year, um, whether that was opening up their home or just simply saying yes and loving on us. Um, They did so much. I can speak. I mean, I don't know about Monday Life Group. I'm sure y'all are pretty great. Uh, But if, and if it was anything like ours, then they just did so much um, just by simply being there. And so we just want to say thank you. Um, so we have these little jars. Uh, yeah. And so in them, we just all wrote you um, little letters of thank you and why we love you. Um, and so there's a lot of them in there. So whenever you have time, feel free to read them. Um, but we just couldn't have done this without y'all. And so we just want you to know that you mean the world to us, each and every one of you. And so um, I'm going to have ask all of y'all to come and gather around these adult leaders. Um, yeah, and you can start it. <laughs> Get started. Um, and we're just going to pray over them. Um, thank the Lord for what they've done in our lives. Um, and then I'm going to close this in prayer. We're kind of going to do, and not kind of, we're definitely going to do, What we did last night, um, we're going to pray aloud all at the same time. So y'all come up. You can get on stage if you need to. I know there's a lot of people. Um, So y'all push through the aisle and stuff. Like Anthony. Do it. Be like Anthony. (laughs) Everybody be like Anthony. Y'all can, like, lay a hand on some leaders or touch a shoulder of someone who's touching a leader or um, something like that. And then I'm going to pull a Melina and count us down. Um, And then when I get to three, or count us up, when I get to three, um, we're just going to start praying over these leaders all out loud, all at the same time. Don't worry about it. Nobody's listening. Just pray. Um, And then I'll close us in a little bit. Okay? One, two, three.
Um, God, we are just so, so thankful for these leaders. Um, God, just that they were obedient, that they said, yes, I know it can't be easy to, um, hang out with 50 plus college students every week. Um, God, to just serve us food, we're messy people. And so, um, God, I just thank you for their patience with us. I thank you for, uh, their grace and mercy that they showed us throughout this year, um, God, I know that just by them simply being there, I felt loved. Um, and I think it's so cool that this church um, just pushes that um, of multi-generational relationships. And so I'm so thankful that we now have uh, this close relationship with these leaders. Um, God, we just are so blessed by them. And so I pray that as we all go out this summer, that we will just remember um, the impact of these simple yet beautiful relationships um, that we won't be intimidated by adults or by younger people, that we will just focus on loving them um, and walking in the footsteps of these leaders. Um, God, I just believe that they made some disciples this summer and so or this year. Um, and so I pray that we will just take what they did and um, learn from it and walk out of this building and do the exact same. Um, God, we love them and we love you. Amen. No, I got this. All right, all right. Find your seat real quick. Find your seat real quick. We got fast announcements. We got NASCAR announcements coming right at, right at you. Okay, how many of y'all have a final next week? Perfect, you qualify. Um, <laughs> Pre-approved loans. Um, hey, so we're going to be studying today from 2 p.m., say 2, to, say, to midnight, say midnight, right here, okay? We're going to feed you dinner around 6. We, ha- uh, we have some barbecue left over from yesterday. Uh, I don't say just, I don't mean barbecue like... You know, it's barbecue, I swear. No, this is like actual barbecue. Um, so it's brisket. We have some brisket left over from yesterday. Around 6, we're going to feed you dinner. And we're going to be here at 2 to midnight. And that's pretty much everything, right? And summer groups. All right, yeah. Hey, and if you're going to be here during the summer, there's a dope slide. Yeah, there it is. All right, so Mondays, um, June 3rd. Yeah, come on, I got this. Is our first summer group. It's going to be at our house. And we'll feed you there. We like feeding you guys. Okay, uh, we held you all late, so get up and run to the sanctuary. All right, thanks, guys.